Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Greetings, all you weary travelers, and welcome to the Omega Particle Podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, the doctor of the lithium, Jonathan Wiegand, with half my brain tied behind my back, just to make it fair. Welcome to this week's News and Brews. We are one week away from the new season of Picard, and I just got to be honest with you, I'm so excited I could burst just like a Chinese spy balloon. Oh, hot take. <laughs> Just kidding. No, Luna, I know these are great balloon puns, all right? I'm sorry they just float over your, right over your head. Pause for laughter. Pause for laughter. Okay, I guess you could say we really, like, blew it on these puns, but... Okay, that's the last balloon pun. I promise, the last balloon pun. Don't tap me, Luna. Anyway. <laughs> Luna the intern, everybody. Luna the intern. Um, so I had an interesting idea to kind of do on this week's episode, and I have a kind of this group chat with my friends from college that we've been going for about 10 or so years on, and this subject always comes up of the new um, AI called Chat GPT. And if you don't know, it's this kind of new form of artificial intelligence that kind of answers questions, can be really great and I don't know, like writing college essay papers. I don't really know the purpose of it, but it's kind of this theory that whatever you put into it all over the world, it just gets smarter and better and kind of very Skynet-y from the Terminator series, to be honest with you. But it's just really wild stuff. So I was thinking, what would happen if, you know, I just asked it a bunch of Star Trek questions? For example, write an Halloween episode or... Who's your favorite captain? Think, you know, things like that. <laughs> I, it's fine, Luna. You're, no, it's not gonna. It's not the new Skynet, and there's gonna be Terminators and all this stuff. That's what TikTok is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so before we get into the Chat GPT questions and its response, we're gonna go over some uh, Star Trek news um, throughout the week. There's not really a ton. Because, as I said, we have the big premiere coming next week. However, I still want to cover it because it's good information. All right, Luna, let's rock and or roll. I don't know if you guys knew this, but we actually have an international audience here at OPP. And I always try to kind of keep that in mind when looking through the news or the stories or subjects. And today was hit right on the head, um, especially, like I said, with the new se- season coming out um, next week. So Paramount Plus has revealed it's going to include Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Lower Decks in its international streaming catalog. I'm sorry, Canada, this excludes you, um, as it had a new agreement with Amazon Prime Video. So the third and final season of Picard is going to be available February 16th in Latin America, the same as here in the U.S., and on February 17th in the U.K., 
Australia, France, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. So it's still going to be going out. But for the Canadian listeners, I know there's a few of you out there. It's going to be on Canada's Bell Media, CTV, Science Channel, and Crave. I literally have never heard of those channels. Do you know, just get a VPN. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> Hemi, the legal department's looking at me. No, we didn't. Nope. Nope. Nope, we did say that. We'll edit it out. We'll fix it in post-production. Yeah. Speaking of Star Trek new shows coming out, uh, we finally got a premiere date for Prodigy Season 2. And so, I don't know if a lot of you heard, besides the Amazon Prime deal, they've Paramount has also merged with Showtime, and I've tweeted about this before. And as part of that new promo, they actually showed a shot of some footage from Prodigy and has like the tagline, new season streaming this year. Um, and then also there's a panel in January that said, the executive producer said, we don't know when it's going to get released, but I guess we do know it's going coming sometime this year. So that's great. As if you haven't watched Prodigy, it was a 20 episode uh, season. So a lot of people think it's going to be and half of it's going to be in 2023, 10 episodes, and the other 10 episodes are going to be in 2024. And speaking of 2023, this is going to be an absolutely massive year for Star Trek, Star Trek in general. It's going to kind of shaping up like in 2022. I mean, we have, as we all know, season three of Picard. We have second season of Strange New Worlds. We have the fourth season of Lower Decks. And we have the fifth season of Discovery. And now we have the second season of Prodigy. So that's, I think it's going to be like 50 new episodes in total of new Star Trek in 2023. So it's a great time to be a Star Trek fan. I mean, this stuff is coming out like hotcakes, like uh, cotton candy at a middle school dance. It's flying off the shelves. And I know that from personal experience. (laughs) So yeah, another huge, big year for Trek. What do you guys think about that? Do you think we're doing too much quantity over quality or are we kind of having a really good balance i will have to say compared to star wars star trek is doing phenomenal we know what the shows are we're sticking to them and granted they're not all you know heavy hitters amazing quote unquote like you know talk about discovery but still i mean they're trying (laughs) as opposed to you know star wars where it's just kind of glitching you really don't know what you're watching aka with the boba fett series so i feel like as a as a franchise we're a lot more healthy stronger and in better condition for the future than say you know star wars even though i love them both all right so we're gonna get to what everybody's super excited about <laughs> so we're gonna do a q a with chat gpt and kind of bounce questions off of this uh, artificial intelligence about Star Trek and kind of the age-old questions we've always had. So the first question I asked was, who would win in a fight between Picard and Kirk? And this is something, you know, nerds have always debated. Let me preference this. A lot of times when you ask this AI certain questions, it, it kind of dances around giving a straight answer. But if you read between the lines, you can be like, okay, I know exactly what you're trying to say here. So this is how it responded to who would win in a fight between Picard and Kirk. It said, it's impossible to say for certain who would win in a fight between Captain Jean-Luc Picard and Captain James T. Kirk. Both captains are iconic characters from Star Trek and with your unique skills and strength. Captain Kirk is often depicted as being a more physical 
an impulsive character, aka, you know, cowboy diplomacy, with a tendency to take bold and daring actions. He's a skilled fighter, quick wit, and, you know, it's got him out of a lot of t- hot, tight spots. Tight spots. Uh, Captain Picard, on the other hand, is depicted as more cerebral and measured character. He is highly experienced diplomat and strategist and is known for his cool and collected demeanor. He is also has a background in archaeology and anthropology, which gives him a broad understanding of different cultures and situations. Or a nerd. <laughs> Just kidding. So I think it's kind of telling you right there, I think, who would win in a fight. You're like, hey, you have this skilled fighter in Kirk. And then you got uh, this guy who studies anthropology. Apparently, chat GPT's from Brooklyn. He's got to study anthropology, and we know who's going to win. I mean, I think that's kind of... Just say Kirk. Come on, you stinking AI. So moving on to the next question I asked was like, is warp drive possible, or will it ever be possible? And I always thought this was really cool, dealing with quantum mechanics and warp bubbles and i know we just covered nuclear fission that happened i think it was in the super collider a couple of months ago and people were like oh this is limitless energy now and uh this is like monumental as going from horse and buggy all the way to cars and that's what fission's happening but what about warp drive so if if a lot of you don't understand what warp drive is it's kind of a warp quote unquote a warp bubble and it allows the spacecraft to f- travel faster than the speed of light. And this is what the chat GPT had to say about that. It said, The idea of traveling faster than the speed of light is considered to be in violation of one of the most fundamental principles of physics. Einstein's theory of special relativity, which states that the speed of light is an absolute maximum for any material object. While this theory has been confirmed by numerous experiments, there is currently no known way to overcome this limit. In addition to these fundamentally scientific challenges, there's also many practical and engineering challenges that we need to be overcome to create a to create a functional warp drive and functional warp bubble. In conclusion, while the idea of warp drive is intriguing and captivating, it remains a concept from science fiction, and there's no evidence to, to suggest that it could ever be developed or used in real life. So that's that's a little kind of disappointing, I have to say. Um Kind of didn't really expect that. But again, I'm an accountant by trade. And so I, I don't know science, but I think that kind of makes sense. You know, nothing can travel them faster than light. So how can you warp drive go faster than that? I don't know. That's a great question. So I wanted to, those are kind of like a little fun little questions to start off. But here's what I was really intrigued about, because I've heard rumors and kind of like on forums and stuff like that that you know this ai can write better fan fiction you know than what's currently being sputtered out at paramount aka we're talking about discovery again (laughs) i'm just i know i crap on discovery luna it's i just didn't like it it's okay yeah it's okay not to like all the trek they make okay anyway um so i asked could you write a Halloween episode of Star Trek? And as you know, like we don't have a lot of Christmas episodes or Halloween episodes or things like that. So I wanted to see what this artificial intelligence could come up with. And it was actually pretty good. The episode begins with the USS Enterprise arriving at a remote planet that is rumored to be haunted by the spirits of the dead. 
So we have Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, Dr. McCoy, and a landing party beamed down to investigate the strange occurrences on the planet. As they explore the eerie surroundings, they soon discover that the rumors are true, and the planet is indeed haunted by the spirits of the dead. The landing party is soon separated, and each member begins to experience strange and frightening events. Dr. McCoy is haunted by the ghost of a former patient who died under his care, and he must come to terms with his own guilt in order to lay the spirit to rest. Captain Kirk is stalked by a ghost of a former crewmate who died in the line of duty. Probably red shirt, but moving on. As he confronts the ghost, he must come to terms with his own grief and learn to let go of the past. However, Mr. Spock is confronted by the ghost of his own father, who died under mysterious circumstances. He must use his scientific mind and his own inner strength to uncover the truth behind his father's death and lay the spirit to rest. As the landing party continues to face their fears, they eventually discover that the spirits of the dead are not there to harm them, but to help them come to terms with their own emotions and memories. In the end, the landing party returns to the Enterprise, changed and enlightened by their experiences on the haunted planet. They have faced their fears and come to terms with their own inner demons, and they are ready to continue their journey into the unknown. The episode ends with a voiceover from Captain Kirk, reflecting on the importance of facing our fears and embracing the unknown. As he looks out at the stars, he knows that the journey ahead will be full of challenges, but he is ready for the adventure. (laughs) Okay, so it wasn't bad. I I say the only thing that this incredibly intelligent, artificial intelligent, (laughs) that's a mouthful, uh, messed up on is the fact that Spock's father did not pass away under mysterious circumstances. We know that he died of, I guess it was it called Luna. It's basically like Vulcan Alzheimer's. Like he just forgets who he is. He has no control of his emotions. He's everywhere. And he passes away. Um, as we see in the TNG episode series of reunification. So it's, it's good. I've, I enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, I could definitely see that being a Star Trek episode and, like of the original series and be like, no, we have to face our own inner demons and come to control them and, and deal with them and let go of the past. And so, yeah, that, that could totally, totally happen moving on. So I was kind of like, all right, well, we, there's a Halloween special. What's its Christmas special. And again, because Roddenberry was a straight theist and, you know, really didn't believe in any religion or anything like that. We never got a straight up, holiday episode doesn't have to be christmas but like a holiday episode at all in star trek we don't have one i think we covered like christmas episodes or something like that a couple of months ago however i was like i have to know and it's probably better than the star wars christmas special just gonna say that so (laughs) this one is so okay be be ready for this one so the star trek christmas special here it is So the episode opens on the bridge of the USS Enterprise, where Captain Jean-Luc Picard is sitting in his captain's chair, staring out at the stars. As the bridge crew goes about their business, Picard notices that everyone seems to be in a festive mood. What's the occasion, number one? Picard asks his first officer, William Riker. It's Christmas, sir. Apparently Riker is British in my (laughs) adaptation. Riker says with a smile, and we're celebrating with a special mission. 
Picard raises an eyebrow. A Christmas mission, hmm? Riker nods. Yes, sir. We've received a distress signal from a remote planet on the edge of the galaxy. A group of settlers there have been cut off from their supplies and in desperate need of assistance. We're the only ship in the area, so it's up to us to help them out. Picard nods with a look of determination on his face. Set a course for the planet, Mr. LaForge. Warp factor nine. I guess this is like early TNG because LaForge is is chief engineer, so he wouldn't be working in the helm anyway. The Enterprise sets off on its mission. As soon as they arrive at the remote planet, the away team beams down to the surface. They're greeted with by a small group of settlers huddled around a campfire. The settlers are overjoyed to see the Enterprise crew and explain that they've been cut off from their supplies and running low on food and medical supplies. <laughs> the away team quickly gets to work delivering the supplies, providing medical assistance to the settlers. As they work, they notice the settlers are preparing for a special celebration. It turns out they're celebrating Christmas as well, despite being far from home and facing difficult circumstances. As the evening wears on, the away team joins in the celebration, singing carols and exchanging gifts. And Picard realizes, despite all the challenges they face, the settlers have found a way to come together and celebrate the spirit of the season. The episode closes with Picard returning to the bridge of the Enterprise, a warm smile on his face. Merry Christmas, everyone, he says as the ship sets off into the vastness of space, ready for its next adventure. That was something. (laughs) I guess my hopes were a little higher with uh, the Halloween fan fiction was really good. Christmas one kind of landed flat, just to be honest. That's my opinion. But also, these are quick. I think I have... Yeah, two more, and there's really quick Q&A with the chat GPT. And so I ask it, hey, I mean, are you Borg? And it's like, no, I'm not a Borg. I'm like, okay, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm like, well, who's your favorite captain? And this actually kind of, its response made me think. I'm like, this is actually really smart in a way. And it said, as an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or emotions, but I can tell you that each of the Star Trek captains has their own unique qualities and characteristics that have made them popular. Some may prefer the bold, adventurous Captain Kirk, while others might prefer the intellectual and diplomatic Captain Picard. Still, others might be drawn to the spiritual and commanding Sisko or the determined and resourceful Captain Janeway. All of these characters have made important contributions to the Trek universe, And they offer a unique perspective on what it means to be a great leader. And I was like, this is kind of a litmus test to the individual more than the captains themselves. That's what I think. I was like, I've never thought about it that way. So each of the captains has a unique perspective on what it means to be a great leader. And maybe the person that you identify as the best captain speaks to your style of leadership that you either lead by or respond to. So I think that's interesting. And again, my favorite captain, of course, is Captain Sisko. And in my work and professional life, uh, my leadership is very much like his, you know, very personal, but very, I'm going to stick my foot in your ass if you mess with me. (laughs) So that was a bad 70s show reference. Anyway, I will say this. It was really kind of like pulling teeth with this AI to get good questions. Like I set up questions like, what would have happened if the Dominion War was lost by the federation what would have happened if archer never helped form the federation write an episode where cisco returns uh write an episode where the muppets are on the star trek 
show. And it was, it was all just kind of like really terrible and just didn't, wasn't very good. So I didn't want to share everything that I really deep dived into, but I thought these were the best. Anyway, Luna, let's wrap it up on this week's News and Brews. Thank you all so much for listening. And just a reminder, we have Picard Season 3 review coming out this Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Amazon, Spotify, Apple, literally like 10 or 15 dozen smaller podcasting apps. So please rate, and review, and subscribe to us. It's really appreciated. Thank you so much. And if you have the time in your busy schedule, please check out www.jasontalksmovies.wordpress.com. Link is in the episode description. It's always fun content. Probably the funniest guy I know. So please check out his stuff. Take care of yourselves out there. Make sure your mental health is straight. And as always, second start of the right. Straight on till morning.